It's Josh Williams here, and welcome to the Man Podcast, episode number 86 for Wednesday, January 2nd, 2019. Happy New Year, onesies. How are you guys doing? Welcome to the show. I have a reasonable amount of stuff to talk to you guys about this week. I did uh, did shows at uh, Absolute Comedy Kingston. I rang in the new year in, uh, in Kingston, Ontario. I uh, did some promos last week, spent some time hanging out, saw a particularly good movie, and, uh, yeah, I'll tell you guys all about this, this weekend. Um, I, uh, oh, there's so many things, so many things guys. And, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to spend too much time on them. Cause again, um, you know, it's, uh, it's January 1st right now. You guys will be hearing this of course on January 2nd, but, uh, it's the end of the day. I, I've had, I've had a week as I'm sure, you know, a lot of you have, I haven't had it any better or worse than anyone else. Um, it's just been uh, a lot going on. So, um, I, (laughs) I don't want to start the episode with low energy. I just want to let you know that today has been like a recoup to the extreme day. And I just couldn't get a fire lit under myself to, to get prepped for the episode. So I've got a lot to talk about. I've even, there's even a small part of the, that's going to try to get to a movie after this. Uh, Simon, my roommate has been bugging me for the longest amount of time to, to get to the movies. And since it's Tuesday, it's a cheap movie day. So I'm going to try to see if I can do that. But uh, we are underway with the podcast, guys. And let me tell you, going right back to uh, to Tuesday, it was uh, it was Christmas, Christmas Day last time uh, that I sat down and I chatted with you guys. Of course, you heard it on Boxing Day, but uh, my mom took myself, uh, my my dad, uh, my dad's friend, my dad, or yeah, my dad's my dad's lady friend, and uh, and a coworker of hers to uh, to Christmas dinner. We went out to a restaurant. Um, I will not name them. Um, because we, it wasn't a great experience. We had Christmas, uh, dinner with them last year and it was really well done. Now we had reserved a private room. There was like 20 of us. We were spending more money this time we went and the service was awful. We, now we, we didn't reserve a private room. There was six of us. We did have a reservation, but it was just six of us at a table. It started off bad. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be a real negative about it. But I'm going to share the experience because you know what, if you have, that's, that's what it's like, right? You know, they say you're 10 times more likely to talk about a bad experience than a good one, which is why I do try to go out of my way to thank, uh, you know, businesses and things like that when I have a good experience. I've even sent emails of positivity saying, Hey, like, just want you to know someone gave me an outstanding service because people will send emails for bad things, right? And they'll call a manager over for bad things, but they don't just say, Hey, can I speak to the manager for a second? Hey, just want you to know that employee is fantastic. They did a great job. I'll be coming back specifically because of their, you know, level of involvement or whatever it is. So, um, all, all I can say is we got there immediately. They had way too many people crammed into the same space. So we were like, I had to sit around a table. It's not just me. Like I'm the big guy on the plane who needs two seats. No, no. Like they had, everyone was in tight and couldn't, couldn't fit. But I, it was so tight that I'm like, oh, so if I was a 14 year old kid, I'd be able to to squeeze my way in here. But since I'm an adult, there's no way. So I had to swing my, my chair around the end of the table, which was in the server. The server had absolutely zero customer service skills. So I guess I'm trying to figure out what do I start with? So we sit down at the table, we're all cramped and we're like, well, this is way too tight. They clearly... You know, we're not talking about the places jammed either. They just started stuffing people in like a sardine can, expecting this rush that that may or may not have ever come. 
Um, you know what I mean? So if like you were sitting in a plane and a bunch of people got next and you're looking at like the front half of the plane is no seats. You're like, Hey, can we maybe get some private seats then? You know, but, uh, server comes, takes our drink order, delivers half of like, and we're talking like comes 15 minutes after we get there, takes our drink order. We get half the drinks. She comes back like seven, eight minutes later with the other half of the table's drinks. Um, we didn't get our food order. This is one of those like Christmas menus where like they just hand you a sheet with like four different meal options and you pick what you're going to get off of it. Um, so I think they had like, you know, fish. There was a, a turkey one that just about everybody at the table got the turkey one. You know, there was an option for like salmon or, you know, uh, bone in ham or whatever. We all, we all went with the, the white and dark meat turkey. She took her order like 40 minutes after we got there. And I don't even know how much longer after that it was before the food came. We were there a long time. Now we're having a good time. We're having a good conversation, everything like that. Then uh, the food comes again, a few people get served first. And then what ends up happening? So, so it's basically, it's like pre-shaved turkey. So instead of being like, here's a turkey leg and a piece of breast, it's like all pre-shaved. And honestly, like you ever go to, to, you know, Costco or, you know, the grocery store and you buy one of those like rotisserie chickens. And then you take it home and you basically just pull all the meat apart. And every time you try to pull the breast, I mean, maybe some of you are fancy chefs and you're able to fucking pull it apart beautifully, but you're basically just going, all right, I'm just going to pick the meat off this bird. So you end up with just a pile of meat afterwards. That's what, that's what the meals look like. It looked like they just grabbed a bunch and started tearing apart, you know, dark meat and white meat. And here's a pile of meat. And, uh, and it wasn't, it, it was strange because every plate was different sized portions. Um, they had uh, stuffing. Everyone's like, where's the stuffing? And it's like the stuffing was underneath the turkey. So it actually, like the the small amount of turkey that you got, you're like, oh, that's not very much turkey, especially for 25 bucks a plate. And then it's like, oh, and underneath it is the stuffing. So part of this amount is the stuffing. My, my, they, they were serving everybody with like the, the vegetables on the side was like a carrot. So the first three plates come and people have like four, four slices of carrots on their plate. It's not a lot, but it's like, all right, there's some carrot there. And then they show up and one person gets like all parsnip or turnip or whatever the hell you call it. And somebody's like, what's that? It's like, oh, that's the, the veg. It's like, well, why does this? But then one other person got a, got a plate and it was like one piece of parsnip and two pieces of carrot. So it's like, there was no consistency. Like I got it. I get it. If the vegetables are parsnip and carrots, cool. Make sure everyone has a piece of parsnip and a couple carrots. We can't serve one person all carrots, the other person all parsnip, one person a mix, just because they're just throwing whatever they can on the plate. You know, we had asked at one point, um, Gladys uh, had asked if she could have just dark meat, please. And she's like, the server's like, no, no. And and then one other person's like, well, I'll just take just white meat. You know, if I can have, she can have my white meat, I'll take her dark meat. And the the server's like, no, no, sorry, you do it. You do it. You just, you guys just do that when it comes. She wasn't like, oh, I'm sorry. It's all pre pre done or whatever. Um, can you just, do you guys mind just maybe you can share with each other. You could take hers. Just the, the kitchen sort of plating these all like no kind of even courtesy, like go fuck yourself. It was just, no, no, you do it. Like that's all it was. And I think it was funny too, because we looked at the menu and this was one of those situations where they're like, uh, it's going to be automatic 15% gratuity because, you know, these people are working on Christmas or whatever. And like, I get that. But a lot of times when it's the holidays, theoretically, you know, people, I, I usually tip like 20%, you know? So it's like, cool. If it's, if you're auto grading, then fine. That's, that's what the auto grad is. You're going to take 15 and that's what this one we give. But then after the shitty service, I was like, yeah, no, no wonder this place is doing auto grad. Like, I don't think anybody would have tipped this service. The server was awful. You'd ask, like she would clear three plates and then the other three would say stacked at the edge of the table for 15 minutes. 
again, we were having a good time, good conversation, but it was just like uh, the whole experience. And I felt bad for my mom because my mom was paying for everybody, right? So we were trying not to poo-poo on it or anything like that too much, but it was just the the portions were all over the place. There was no no consistency to all of the plates, no standard to anything like that. The service was bad. The service was slow. The service was rude. Um, so we've, we've all decided we're not going to go there again next year, but it was just kind of like, it was, it was a nice meal. The food wasn't cooked poorly. It's just one person got twice as much. My dad, when he lifted up his, his Turkey to try to find the stuffing, there was literally, and I know the word literally is used way too much. And it, it's, it's actually, you're hearing everyone say literally this, literally, 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 that used to be a word when someone said literally out of, out of context or whatever, in the wrong way, people would go, no, you mean figuratively or whatever, but everyone's saying it right now be a full-time job to tell people that they have no idea what they're talking about. But in this instance, there was literally one crouton sized piece of bread underneath the the turkey. He received no stuffing. Maybe maybe that one piece had been seasoned with the rest of it. It was like there was no stuffing underneath his turkey. So that's what I'm saying. Like some people got carrots, some people got you heard me talk about it. So that was kind of like a oh that's a little disappointing. But we had fun together. We made the most of it. I just felt bad that my mom paid for just just a, a goddamn dog and pony gong show of a, of a Christmas dinner. But we had a good time. We enjoyed that. Um, my dad, his friend, and his lady uh, all went home. And then my, uh, my mother and uh, her friend Manny and I came back to my place, played some board games. We had a really good time, played a few different games, enjoyed ourselves. It was a great night. I won't go into that too, too much. But just that was my, my Christmas day. It was absolutely fantastic. I had a great time. Um, on Boxing Day, I got to spend time with uh, with Crystal. Crystal and I decided we we're going to hang out. She and I don't get a whole lot of time, you know, to to hang out, you know, during the day and stuff like that. So she was off. Her and I had made plans to to hang out, spend the day together. So we spent some time um, again, not trying to blow through anything or, or glaze over anything too quickly, just because there's so much to talk about, and I don't want to lose steam and bore the hell out of you guys. Um, just if there's anything that I go over, you'd rather know more about. Um, Feel free to ask. Feel free to ask. It's just that uh, there's so much and I don't want to bug you guys. And I'd love to get an email from you. You know, hey, you know what? Could you tell us more about this? Contact the One Man Podcast. Sorry. Let me say that in a way that you can hear. Contact at onemanpodcast.com. I'd love to get your emails. So we did, um, I think we went for breakfast at uh, Gabriel's. Which was nice. I love their breakfast. We always have a good breakfast when we go there. Um, a little crowded. This is also Boxing Day morning, right? So, so a lot of families coming in. We had a family that's like so close to us. We had to move our table just to have enough space to have a conversation. It was so loud, little kids, everything like that. But good breakfast, good time. Then we went out to uh, Crystal Works. Um, there's a there part of the the place that she works has a uh, therapeutic farm with with animals and stuff like that and because it was the holidays and Crystal's the supervisor um she just wanted to uh to make sure that everything was done uh right for the animals which I totally stand behind huge animal lover so um you know she's just like do you mind if if you know part of our hangout day we just sort of run by I was like absolutely so I got to see I got to feed uh ponies I got to feed ponies I got to you know, checking on, uh, did some goats and there's some potbelly pigs. And I think they're potbelly pigs. They're gross looking. I don't know if they're potbelly. They're black pigs, black pigs with super jowls. I don't know what kind of pigs they are, but, um, anyways, they had, they had pigs on the farm. They had sheep, they had chickens. There was a, there's a farm, farm cat there named jazz, I believe, or jams jams is his name. And so he was following us around while we were going to all the different places, like checking on the animals. We had to drive uh, around on an ATV 
Um, but it was like, it's like, like manual, uh, steering or whatever, like standard, like the old steering. So it was, <coughs> it was cold. It was really cold. And it was tough to do that. But so we had a fun day at the farm. We went and we checked out, um, drove into Orleans and went to check out, uh, like chapters was having a bunch of sales on board games. So I wanted to check those out. Some of the sales were good. Some of the sales were not. And of course, to be honest with you, the inventory had been totally picked clean. So it was kind of a futile trip, but, uh, we picked up some food from a place called the Poutinery, which is very, very similar to Smoke's Poutinery, where they just put a bunch of wacky stuff on top of poutine, but we got like a nice uh, chicken bacon ranch poutine. Oh, we got one. We we brought it uh, back to her place to share it. And then we hung out and uh, we watched uh, a movie called uh, Mother. Crystal had already seen it and suggested strongly. I had seen it. I think you guys may know it. You may have seen it. It's Jennifer Lawrence, Javier Bardem, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Ed Harris. And, uh, Kristen Wiig is actually does like a cameo in it, but, uh, mother is from Darren Aronofsky. He's the guy who did uh, Requiem for a dream and pie. He also did black Swan. Um, although black Swan, I didn't see, I actually didn't see pie either. I saw, I started watching black Swan one time and I've seen Requiem for dream. Requiem for a dream is a really messed up movie and mother is no different. So some of you may have seen it. And I will not spoil anything. In fact, I could describe everything of the movie and you still wouldn't know what the fuck I was talking about. The movie Mother is on Netflix. So I would strongly, Crystal was really saying like, she's like, I'd watch it again. It's very cool. Someone had to explain to me what, you know, what was going on. There's like this big thing. So apparently, I, I believe, I can't remember. I So I, I'm sorry if I, if I got this wrong, but Crystal, I believe, told me that someone had explained to her what it was about before she watched it. So she got to watch it sort of knowing what it's about. And I don't want to spoil anything, but um, you can watch that entire movie. And even at the end, it doesn't tell you exactly what was going on. It's one of those things you kind of have to Google, see from like the director and the writer of like what they were trying to, to do. Um, super cool movie. You watch the whole thing. And at one point you're, you, you start to kind of lose your mind as to like, what the fuck is going on? Um, but then once, once you know what everything means, you actually sort of go back and reflect on everything. Like, oh, wow, that was, that was really, really, really well done. Really, really well done movie. Um, so I, I recommend it. I would definitely say don't Google it first because you probably won't enjoy it as much, but then, then again, who knows? I don't know. I saw it without knowing what it was about and Crystal saw it with knowing what it was about. And, and a few times during the movie, she was really cool about it. Just, she's like, do you want me to, I was like, I, I don't know what the fuck's going on. She's like, do, do you want me to tell you? And I was like, no, no, I want to, I want to, maybe I can get it. And I think right near the end, I sort of grabbed a few pieces, but then, she, but she absolutely had to help me with kind of like, well, this is that. And I was like, oh yeah, no, I see it. I go, okay. And then I was able to start grabbing things too. I go, okay. So this was that, this was that. She's like, yeah. I was like, okay, okay. I get it. Good flick. Good flick. Mother. Um, Thursday had to leave for Kingston. Got to go make with the ha ha's in uh, Kingstown. Um, so, uh, I actually put a huge board game, huge, not huge at all. I've had way bigger orders. Um, again, everything was having boxing week sales and whatnot, a lot of online stuff. So I, uh, I checked out some of my favorite board game websites and they were having, you know, boxing week sales, a lot of games, discounted prices. So had a, had a peek online, put an order together, called my mom because she likes games too. And just to see if there's anything she wanted. So we put together an order, did that packed for Kingston and headed to absolute comedy Kingston. Um, drove there with uh, another comic that I work with Birdie, friend of mine. Um, uneventful drive, to be honest with you. Like, I mean, again, not, not the same thing, but in terms of an episode that may be long, um, not a lot to say on that. We drove there. 
we did the first show and uh and then i think the first night we watched uh infinity war so so birdie hadn't seen it and he's like oh is that any good i'm like oh yeah i'll watch it i'm a big nerd for the marvel stuff um I went to Chapters whilst in Kingston to see if they had any of the stuff that I was looking for, any of the discounted uh, games. It's been a very big board game themed week, but you know what? Board games are fun. I have a blast. I make no apologies for them. Um, the, uh, what was it? Chapters has a ton of stuff, but it's so far to, it's so hard to find anything. It's, it's with the big thing. Like I was, I was chatting this week with, uh, with Jason, just about physical media, you know, like physical media is such a dying medium. And to say that with two different physical media sponsors is maybe not the wisest thing to do. You know, my, my partners at portablepress.com and of course my, my beauties at DK.com. Now DK does it in a good way. All right. So does, so does uncle, so does, you know, uncle John's portable press. But uh, I mean, again, just, that's just me just saying, Hey, honorable mention to my, my sponsors. They're a little different, which is kind of maybe why I like them, but in terms of physical media, right? CDs, black and white text on books, you know, you don't need to occupy your space with things. Even video games. I was saying to Jason, I'm like, dude, like I just download games now. Like, why do you need to buy a disc and store it? Right. So it's like, that's why you see things like, you know, like HMV is a store here in Canada. I think it's, I think it's completely gone under. I could be wrong, but I, I think it's gone completely under is like the CD stores and stuff. As they start to go under, you see them like where they're not, they're not like just CD stores anymore. They're like toys and t-shirts and like all the other shit, you know, like just trying to keep the doors open and sell on the other stuff. That's going to, you know, generate income. Same thing with chapters. That's what's happening with chapters now, Indigo, whatever, um, is they're just filled with all sorts of those books, impulse items, cups and toys and board games and all these physical things that you, you, you know, that, that aren't like books. Cause, cause that physical media shit, man, if you got a physical media store, that, that is on the way up, man. People have Kobos and shit carry a Kobo when you got 3000 books in your hand, as opposed to, you know, and that, that thing doesn't take up all that shelf space. It's, uh. Excuse me. It's it's um, an interesting time for that. And we're watching the changeover, right? Like Jason just got rid of a bunch of CDs, like like a whole wall unit of CDs because he just finally, I just convinced him the other day to get Google Play Music for himself. He's He's got Android and he's got a Google Home. So, you know, I was like, yeah, man, get, get Google Play Music. I don't know why you're keeping CDs. You want to listen to something. You just, you can literally yell, literally, and it works properly. You can literally yell at your Google home to play a song and it will find it and just play it for you. There's no, there's no need to store it. It would take you 10 times the amount of time to go through your CDs, find it, put it out, put it in the machine, wait for start playing. Just yell, Hey, okay, Google play Ace of Bass. That was one of the CDs he was going through. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so yeah, I went to the chapters in Kingston, dicked around, uh, just did work at the condo. You know, we were all sitting at the table just doing stuff. Birdie was booking a vacation. Ward was working on his, uh, some stuff for his special, some transcribing for special. And I was just doing promo podcast notes and kind of detoxing a little bit from all the running around of Christmas, to be totally honest. Uh, the shows went well in terms of the Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night shows. They all went great. Um, drove home Saturday night because I picked up, uh, two, uh, two gigs in Ottawa. So I was doing the water flow water promotion at the LCBOs again in preparation for new year's Eve. So, um, most of the day on Sunday, um, I was doing that. I also took my mom for some errands Sunday morning. Sunday was packed. So drove home Saturday night was home all day Sunday, but, but, uh, home all day as in Ottawa, I did errands first thing in the morning. I went and I did a full afternoon 
uh, went for Flo, and then I went to uh, give the kids their Christmas presents. And uh, Crystal and the kiddos and I played uh, some board games, uh, had dinner together. That was a lot of fun. It was cool. Just that that sort of last that last Christmassy day before uh, before the end of the season. So it was cool to to exchange gifts with the kiddos. Um, you know, play some games. We played, uh, I got, uh, Mika- it was funny. I got Michaela Takanoko. Um, so my, my board game people will know that game, but, uh, it was funny cause I got it for her and myself, Crystal and Brody ended up being the ones who played it. She was upstairs watching, uh, YouTube videos on her phone or whatever. I had a kids grow up and they're less interested in spending time with adults. But, uh, Crystal and I played a game of Takedo was cool. So I got to show her, uh, two, you know, two pretty cool games. Uh, she showed me, um, some of the games that she had got, we played, I can't even remember what we played. We, we had a good evening. We had to play a bunch of fun stuff. Um, she showed me a game called Anomia. I'm looking forward to trying that sometime. Anyways, it was, it was a great time. I had a really, really fun, uh, fun week in terms of that. And then of course, um, Monday I did a flow water event again, and then I was preparing to fly to Kingston, as I told you guys, but unfortunately, and I was kind of, you know, that's, that's why in the back of my head, you know, whenever something exciting is happening, people are always, you know, why aren't you more excited? Because this, this kind of stuff happens a lot. So I only get excited for things when I know for sure, for sure, for sure they're going to happen. But, um, unfortunately, um, my, my friend Max, uh, informed me the night before. So he was actually on vacation in Mexico until the day before we were supposed to fly. So just a little recap, we were supposed to, uh, drive to the, the Rockcliffe airport. Uh, Max and I were going to fly, uh, to Kingston, do the show, get back in a plane, fly home, which would have been fucking great. Um, I'm, I, I'll, I, because of the weather, not, not like just negative, but because of the weather. Anyways, Max and I were going to fly to the gig, do the show, fly home. But what ended up happening was, I guess, um, Max had said that there was a light, a landing light that was missing for the plane that had burnt out and they needed to get another one. And of course it being new year's Eve, they're like, we're probably not going to get one in time. He's like, I'm going to see if I can steal one off of another plane and, and use it. You know, it's, it's just like a G bulb, but we need it. So I was like, yeah, no, I definitely want us to have especially a landing light yeah let's that sounds like uh it's part of one of the most important processes of flying let's let's do that and then of course there was a freezing rain warning as well and so i spoke to him you know in the evening and it was just like yeah it's it's not looking good and i go well then let's not force it you know um you know we'll we'll figure something up for another time but unfortunately what that did was it did add four hours to my evening because now instead of you know up and down in a plane I now need to drive to Kingston. So I went home, showered, changed from my, my flow gig and then drove to Kingston and it started, started, you know, freezing rain halfway to, to Kingston. Now, luckily it hadn't affected the roads just yet. I got to Kingston, no problem. But by that point I was beat. I was absolutely beat. So the new year show, I was tired. Show went great. Show went great, but I was tired. I was ready to go home. We had to stay till, you know, the, the, the countdown at midnight. And, uh, Birdie was, wasn't sure if he was coming with me or not. So there was a bit of a back and forth. I didn't, I didn't even get a chance to like leave Kingston until like, like, I think went one in the morning, drove Birdie back to the condo to get his stuff. And then we drove home in the middle of the worst freezing rain. Um, and that's why I was like, which would have been great because it would have been great to be in the plane. But then part of me is thinking, well, would that freezing rain have affected the plane? Probably not as much in the air. You know, if you're only up and down, you know, 20, 30 minutes in the air, I'm pretty sure the, the freezing rain wouldn't affect that bad, but Hey, who knows? Maybe it would have been worse. All I know is we drove home, uh, relatively slow. There was cars, you know, overturned in the ditch, several of them overturned in the ditch on the way home, ambulances, stuff like that. The weather was awful. There was lots of times where 
I, I want to say I lost control, not like spinning and whatnot, but lost control. Like I'd go to turn the wheel and the car was like, no, we're going this way. That's the, that's where the momentum's taken us. There's no grip on the, these wheels. So, um, it was, it was, you know, lost control for, you know, a couple seconds at a time. It got scary. There was a few times where I was like, oh shit, oh shit. And luckily the wheels would bite right before we ended off, you know, ended going off the side of the road. And I'm not, you know, not fast in the furious level inches distance, but just one of those like, okay, we need to turn and we're not turning. We're not turning. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Oh, thank God. You know? So that was, and then I didn't, I didn't get home until three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. Um, so yeah, that's why today was particularly rough. I, I slept in not as much as I would have liked to, but slept in. Um, and then the last thing I did today was, um, I, my new vehicle is coming. My good friend Narong, uh, hooked me up with, uh, a gentleman tap, tap on the nose, um, who was going to get me set of weather tech mats. Um, you know, I will totally shout out weather tech. I would love to have weather tech as a sponsor. I don't know why just, uh, you know, cause most of my sponsors give me product. So, but I've already, I've already bought my weather text. So I don't know why I need them, but you know what? I'm still going to give them a shout out. Listen, if you have a vehicle, mm, 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 mm. also finishing off the last of the eggnog. Um, if you have a vehicle and you don't have weather tech mats, oh, you are letting the best things in life pass you by. So here's the thing. A lot of people here in Canada, we have winter mats, all right? So you people in California that are listening, I know I have regular listeners in California and I appreciate each and every one of you. Um, you guys don't know anything about winter mats. Maybe maybe you don't. Maybe you came from a place with snow. But a lot of people will just put mats on top of the floors of their car, you know, like a shitty little welcome mat in your house, which you all know. Someone like steps on, they walk right over the other edge. You know, they step, step. It doesn't catch everything. You know, they're still gonna get it elsewhere. Well, I have Uber passengers, right? They don't give a fuck. They don't know me. They don't give a flying fuck about my vehicle. So um, you could put basic winter mats in, which basically just catch the, let's say the first 30 to 40% of the shit on your shoes. But then it melts and the water runs over the side and it gets on your floors anyways. It's not really doing a lot. And then there's like, I guess like dealership mats, which they're made out of like rubberized material and they sort of kind of sit in the general space of your vehicle, but they have no lips over the side of them. You know, like a boot tray at your front door where it's got like a little bit of a lip. Well, these things had like, a, like maybe half the size of a boot tray lip, you know, the, the regular, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the regular mats, industry, whatever dealership mats. You pay for them. They're not cheap, but you pay for them. They're, they're better than just the little throw mats that most people have in their vehicles. Then you have the weather techs. The weather techs are laser measured, um, form fitting, designed model and year specific for every single vehicle. Um, and they basically, you put them in there and they, they lock into place with the, um, the little clips that are in your vehicle, like your vehicle secure uh, spots. So it locks into place. It's form fitted. The, the edges are like hug the sides of the, the, the wheel wells or not wheel wells, the, uh, the foot wells, and they'll go up by like by two and a half, three inches. So the idea is that like every inch of the, the floor is covered and protected in wet with weather tech mats. So it's basically like these basic big trays, like liners that, that drop in there and, and protect everything. I have them in my fit right now and they're fantastic. And the way people come and go from your vehicle, you, you need to have it because you could have the shitty ones. Like, here's the thing. 
Um, Jason's girlfriend, Noreen had purchased a vehicle and she bought these mats. Jason, the all not knowing guy that he is was like, Oh yeah, Noreen got weather techs. And I was like, okay, cool. I spoke to him. Cause I was like, all right, uh, Narong has sent me to the same guy to buy the ones that Noreen goes. Yeah, no, Noreen got weather techs. I even called Jason and said, did Noreen get weather techs or did she get something like knockoffs or whatever? He's like, no, no, no. She got, she got weather techs. I'm certain of it. Well, he's not, and he's an idiot, and he never knows. Jason is the most, listen, if you ever meet Jason Lawrence, the owner of Absolute Comedy, he doesn't know what he's talking about 80% of the time, but he's one of those people, the worst kind of people. I'm not saying he's a bad guy, but in terms of those people that have no idea what they're talking about, they have researched nothing, they haven't inspected, but they have that moron, ignoramus confidence in what they're saying that they make you believe it. And then, and then you get screwed anyways, Jay's my buddy, but he doesn't know what he's talking about so often. Never. Like he'll just, Oh yeah, no, they're weather techs. No, you mean they're knockoffs and they kind of look like it to you. So you're confident that they're weather techs. So it wasn't until I spoke to Narong a couple days ago that, uh, I found out from Narong, he's like, no, they're not WeatherTechs, but they're like the, the dealership ones. Like they're, they're Honda brand, but they're not, they're not like WeatherTechs. They don't do the same thing. And I was like, oh, cause that's the thing with me, right? With Uber people coming and going from my vehicle, I need those wells to be up high on the sides because as the snow and shit from people's boots melt, it adds up. So if you got into your vehicle once in the morning and there's snow on your boots, well, there's only one person bringing snow in. Right. So when it melts, that's just dead and it'll be dry by the end of the day. Or it's, it's so, so little that it's not going to really go anywhere. Well, I have people every five, 10 minutes getting in the vehicle with fresh pounds. So it's like, it's like someone dropping a cup of snow in every few minutes after a while, there's so much water in there. It's going to run over the edge, right? Like I said, like a basic boot tray. Well, these things have with having the two, three inch high lips all around the, the whole thing, that water's not going anywhere. It's staying in there where it doesn't affect thing. And it's a brand new vehicle, right? I'm trying to take good care of it. So love, love, love my weather techs now. And, um, uh, I went out to meet this guy today because I was supposed to, to, to get these mats from him. Well, it wasn't until this morning that, uh, Noreen was here from new year's with Jay. And I was like, okay, Hey, can I take a look at the mats in your car? She's like, yeah. So I, I grabbed her keys. I went out and looked at them and saw that these wouldn't, wouldn't cut the mustard, so to speak. <coughs> Excuse me. So what I did was, uh, I, as a formality, I was like, okay, well, if this is what those are, like the price tag that I got from this guy to cash, I was like, that's way too cheap for weather techs. So anywho, I, um, I drove out there as a formality. Um, I was convinced that they would be the same thing. And when I got there, they were, they were the same ones. They're nice, uh, way nicer than basic, um, you know, floor mats, winter mats. But unfortunately, just not, not what I was looking for. And when I had ordered them, I was told they were weather techs. And then it wasn't until recently I found that they weren't. So I was like, okay, well, that's, I, I don't need those. I need the, the real deal. So I thanked him for his time. I apologized and said, sorry, I was told weather techs. They're not, I'm not looking for knockoffs. I'm not looking for anything less. So I gave him 20 bucks for his troubles and apologized for, you know, having him order those and, and them not being the, you know, what I needed. But that's the thing too. Like if you're, if you're Kijiji sort of back alley, I know a guy who can get you a deal. Just again, at the end of the day, just make sure you're selling people what they want. If you're like, oh, they're kind of like weather techs, but not quite. Okay, well, that gives me a choice. But you tell me I'm getting weather techs. It's been the longest weather tech rant ever. But I'm telling you too, guys, if you have vehicles and you're like, you're sick of like salt and slush all over things. I I went online afterwards and ordered the weather techs. Like, here's the thing. Uh, I'm not getting in my vehicle 
without them, um, with just all the salt and everything like that. So I had to order them today to make sure that they would, I, I still have no idea how long it's going to take They're, I ordered them ground shipment, but fuck, who knows how long they'd be. So I still don't know when I get my vehicle this month, but I want these mats to arrive prior to, uh, prior to me taking the vehicle. So anyways, the, the weather techs for you get, you can order just the front two. So driver passenger side, uh, or you can order front two with the rears and the rear takes care of everything in the back too. And it actually, the weather tech will actually go up. It's like one solid piece. It actually goes up over the center, like axle part that's there, goes up over that and covers the other side as well. So it covers everything from people's boots and shit like that. <coughs> and then they have trunk liners too. So if you have like wet shit that's going to the trunk or just dirty shit, it's the trunk, the, the liner that takes it, not the, uh, not the actual fabric underneath, whatever. So again, I've got it in my fit right now. Fucking amazing. Would never go back. So ordered them up. That's, that's the most productive thing I've done. And then I came home and I, and I went to sleep. Oh, I, I had a quick visit at my mom's place. So I went there to drop off, uh, something for my mom. And, uh, and I spoke to my dad briefly. My dad gave me a, a, a little Christmas gift and it turns out my dad listens to the podcast. So that's a cool thing. Cause he would just, he'd written me a little, a little note with the, the, the gift. And I was like, oh, that's super cool. So my rant about gift cards and buying people gift cards, when you don't know what it's for. He gave me cash, which I appreciated, but he had apologized in the letter saying that, you know, we should, we should get to know each other better and spend more time. He'll know more things that I'm into. And again, I, I am not an easy person to shop for. So just having said that, but, uh, it was, um, it was really nice. I, I got to say like that, knowing that my dad listens to the podcast was, was better gift than any money or any kind of anything. I was, I'm just really happy to know he's listening. So thanks for listening to the podcast, dad. I appreciate that you're, uh, that you're listening as well. Um, that's, that's it guys. I appreciate each and every one of you for listening. You know, I run my mouth about God knows what, and, um, and you guys are out there listening and taking it in. I do appreciate each and every one of you. Um, so that was great. That was really cool. That was a, one of the highlights of the day. And then I came home and had a nap. I don't know. I, I'm not sick, but all week, I didn't mention this, but every social situation, when I was with my mom and, and Manny playing board games, I started to feel like I was getting sick. My throat, my ears. When I was playing board games with Crystal and the kids, my throat, my ears. The condo was so hot. Uh, we tried turning the heat down, but it was so hot and dry because winter, <coughs> I was sleeping like garbage. I don't have my sleep apnea machine to either, but I was sleeping like garbage um, and just every day feeling like I was getting sick. And, um, yeah. So today I just, I, I just was beat. Like I've never had mono, but I know mono is like, it makes you feel super, super, super weak. Um, today I was just really sluggish again. You know, I've, I've felt weaker after being sick, but just felt super weak today and, and tried to get a fire lit under my ass to, to get things going. So had a nap. It's 2019 guys, fresh year, fresh way to do good things for ourselves. I'm going to try to have all sorts of fun stuff for you. My buddy, Peter and I are supposed to be going to the gym tomorrow, which is great. I hit the gym up when I was in Kingston. That was a great thing. Um, what else? You know, fucking McDonald's mailer coupons are out, which means, you know, all these two for one breakfasts, which is one of my Achilles heels, man. I'm telling you when I'm driving around in the morning, I'm like, for like seven bucks, I can go get two goddamn McDonald's breakfast and two coffees. Oh yeah. I picked one up on my way back from, uh, meeting the dude about the mats today and I'm still working on the second large coffee but it is all I've eaten today so I'm being a good bitch so in one hand I have a cold McDonald's coffee from like 10 hours ago and in the other hand I have a half drunk glass of eggnog because my eggnog is going to expire but I, I'll tell you a few times this week I'd have like a glass of eggnog and I felt I 
feel like this shit cooks in your stomach and expands. I feel like I'm drinking a glass of like pancake batter and then in your stomach, it just starts to expand. As as I'm drinking it, I'm like, oh, this is really nice and tastes really good and I don't feel full. And then like 20 minutes later, I feel like I ate at Christmas dinner and I'm like, what the fuck is in eggnog? Anyways, so best moments of 2018, guys. What were the what were your best moments? You know, what have you got coming up for 2019 that you're excited for? What have you got? What were your your highlights of 2018? I didn't do those Instagram pictures like everybody else where you take your nine favorites and just post them. A lot of people were doing that, and it's kind of nice to see what's going on with other people. But um, I don't know. 2018 was a fucked. Uh, it was a weird year for me, man. A lot of ups and downs. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest, felt feelings wise, it felt like a lot, a lot more downs than ups, but it's, you know, um, uh, Crystal always says, you know, it's funny. She used to say all the time, she's like, you got to hit a low to hit a high, which I absolutely believe. But then again, 2018 was my first time headlining. That's a great, a great milestone for me. Head, you know, headlining in terms of a full week for absolute, because that's not true. I've headlined other clubs before years ago, but in terms of my home club, my favorite place to perform absolute comedy um, it was my first time build to headline for a whole week. And that was good. And I'm going to be co, you know, or not co, I'm going to be headlining, uh, here at my home club for the first time in 2019. So that's a great thing to look forward to in 2019. Um, the podcast is from 2017, so I can't really say that, but I mean, it's been great over the last year reconnecting and getting even closer with some of you guys, you know, who I knew were listening, but then it was great to see. I read, I got to see you. You came to town. I got to see you. That was a great highlight. I've been reconnecting with my buddy, Chris, which has been fantastic. My, my buddy, Peter and I, we've been friends for years and, you know, we get together here and there, but I feel like, uh, Pete and I are a lot closer now than, than we've been in a long time. Um, you know, not, not, there's never falling out. Just, you know, you got those good friends that, you know, like no matter where you are, no matter what you do, that you're, you're always going to be buddies. But I, I enjoy the fact that, you know, we get to hang out and, you know, we're trying to help each other out. Like I said, Pete comes with me to the gym and we try to, to motivate each other. We're both going through similar struggles. Um, Pete, Pete as well worked last night. Uh, he's a paramedic and I'm still bugging him to do the podcast, Peter. And I know you're fucking listening. You better sit down and do a podcast with me, man, because it's so, so interesting. I think it's gonna be one of the best episodes if you'll just sit with me and let me ask you questions about trying to save lives. Um, but anyways, yeah, I, I called Peter earlier today just to see how he's doing, because I know that he was working last night. In fact, his, where he works uh, paramedic wise, I won't name it, but it, it, it leaves so far from the area that at one point last night he was in Kingston too. So um, just, just that's how far the, the calls had brought him or whatever. So I driving back home through that shit and the ice, whatever I, I called, uh, called last night just to check on him to see if hopefully he was safe. But of course, you know, can't paramedic can't always answer his phone. So, so I called him today late in the afternoon, but apparently he's working tonight. I forgot about that. So I, I woke him up. <laughs> so let him go back to sleep. But that's the thing. Anyways, I, I appreciate, um, I appreciate each and every one of, of you listeners, regardless of where you are, regardless of how we met, regardless of our level of, of closeness. Um, that's, that's always cool. And I feel like that's gone, gone better and better. Um, my buddy Cameron in London, super, uh, you know, I'm still trying to make my way out to London because then I can see Tiff, you know, Tiffany as well. Her and I have chatted a few times this year. You know, I'm, I'm trying to name my, 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 my friend whom I've never met, but has been so great. Brent out in Alberta, Brent has hit milestones and, and kindly somehow accredited me with the inspiration for it. But I mean, dude, you're more inspiring to me with all the great things that you've got going on and to see that you're actually hitting your goals. I'm always setting them, 
but sticking to them is tough and achieving them just seems almost impossible, but I'm super happy for you and everything that you've got going on and congratulations on hitting your weight loss goals. You know, um, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'll tell you guys when I'm, when I'm whining and bitching about feeling down, like I said, having all you guys out there and supportive and, and, and listening, I mean, it, like I said, it's pretty, pretty hard to feel sorry for myself for too long, knowing how many amazing people I have in my life. So, so, you know, I love each and every one of you guys for me, 2019, is going to try to be a year of more gratitude, being happy with what I have and not so much about what I don't or what I want. And I'm just going to keep, keep banging it out. That's, uh, that's my plans for, for 2019. We're just going to have fun. We're going to, we're going to keep working comedy. We're going to keep working on ourselves. And I really would like, let's, let's, oh, please, please to help me with this. Any one of you guys. Okay. I, I minor beg. I hate begging every week. I sound pathetic. I just, A, I want to make sure it's something that I know people are interested in, but I would love to hear from you guys. Okay. You don't have to talk about resolutions or whatever, but just one of the things that will help me with my positivity train is just to hear from you guys. I would love to get emails from someone I've never spoken to before. I've got listeners all over this planet and I would love, I would love for one of you to just send me a message. Hey, my name is so-and-so and I'm listening from here. You know, that's it. You don't have to praise the show. You don't have to tell me a story if you don't want. I would just love to connect with more of you because if you guys are listening consistently, you know, my friends in Los Angeles, like my California downloads are, uh, California is my biggest download state in, in the US. So I assume it's some of the people that I've met there or or maybe that I haven't. I would love to to hear from you guys. And again, I will offer this. If any of you don't want what you send me to be read in the podcast, like maybe some of you are hesitant because you want to reach out and say hello, but you just don't want me to, you know, I will respect no matter what you want. Anybody wants to send me something, you can just say, hey, please don't say my name or please don't say my last name or please just don't read this in the podcast. This is just to say hello. Any of that shit would be great. And I will totally respect it. So if somebody just wants to to email contact at onemanpodcast.com just to say hello, would love that too. But the point is, regardless, each and every one of you being out there listening from time to time, whatever, I appreciate you. It helps with the positivity. Got to keep great things going and, uh, and I'll share with you guys, uh, the shit as it happens. Okay. So there we go. We've got, uh, we've got that. We got last week done. Holy shit. 40 minutes. I was looking down at one point. I'm like, Oh, 20 minutes in. I'm like, this, I'm going great. Nope. 40 minutes in. It is time to hit the sponsors guys. Uncle John's bathroom reader. And this week I decided to choose uncle John's curiously compelling bathroom reader. I, I was like, I can flip through so many books. Again, I was a little late, you know, getting through things this, this week. Um, but I was like, I can flip through so so many books, try to find like new year's themed articles. But, uh, but I saw this book, the colors caught my eye and here's, here's how I've tied it in this week. Uh, it's 2019 guys. And this is uncle John's 19th edition of the bathroom reader. That was the tie in that I did. Okay. Not my best work, but I still am excited. And, but here's the thing. That's just the edition that I chose. The article that I chose, I do find particularly fascinating. And I, I hope that you will too. The article I chose this week is, uh, is a bit lengthy. It's uh, you know, normally I pick a one or two pager. This one is a three pager. So a bit of time here and I'm actually going to need to fucking light this better because I can't see everything on the page. There we go. Am I better now? I'm much better now. Okay. Usually I print them off too, but I've left it in the book and this one's way in the end. This article is called the greatest Canadian today. Canada has a free universal healthcare. The man who made it happen from sorry, former Saskatchewan premier, Tommy Douglas. Here's the story. And for the record, the greatest Canadian in quotes, there was actually a CBC contest years ago, years ago 
called The Greatest Canadian. And a lot of people were in it. A lot of people were in, a lot of people were in it, not themselves trying to be like, I'm the greatest Canadian, but somebody, a, a personality of some kind or whatever would advocate on behalf. So, so current prime minister, Justin Trudeau was on there saying his father, Pierre Elliott Trudeau was, was the greatest Canadian. Um, I can't remember who else, but there's lots of people on there, but George Strombolopoulos, who was just an MTV or sorry, not MTV, uh, Jesus Christ, what the hell is it called in Canada? Much Music was a Much Music, um, uh, what do you call it? VJ, video jockey, whatever. And he was representing Tommy Douglas. So um, George Trombolopoulos's portrayal, his arguments, his presentation, everything like that really got him big acclaim on Tommy Douglas. He won The Greatest Canadian. And since then, George Strombolopoulos had the, you know, the Strombo show, The Hour. So that particular contest that took him from just some like music monkey, you know, on much music to, oh shit, this guy's smart. He's informed. He's got something to say. He's very charismatic. Um, it was great. It was absolutely fantastic. So to all my Canadian listeners, before I read this article, the greatest Canadian. It's not just, Hey, this article about Tommy Douglas, this was, this thing was one of the things that lurched, uh, George Strombolopoulos's career. So here we go. Uh, today I'm going to read the first part again. The today Canada has free universal healthcare. The man who made it happen, former Saskatchewan premier, Tommy Douglas. Here's his story. Oh, and you know, uh, what's their face? The Sutherlands or whatever. Apparently they're, I think they're related to this guy too. I could be wrong. Um, life and death in 1910, when Tommy Douglas was six years old, he injured his leg and it never healed properly. Four years later, he developed a life-threatening bone infection and because his family couldn't afford a specialty, sorry, a specialist to treat it. The doctors wanted to amputate the leg to stop the infection from spreading. Tommy's leg was saved only by chance. A teaching surgeon took an interest in the case and offered to operate on Tommy for free, provided that his students could watch the procedure and learn from it. Tommy never forgot the experience. A medical crisis could affect anyone. What would happen to the people who weren't as lucky as he had been? His situation wasn't at all unusual in the early 20th century. In most industrialized nations, there were few options if you were poor and happened to get sick. Hospitals would occasionally admit charity cases, but only rarely. For the most part, if you needed life-saving medical, sorry, life-saving surgery and couldn't pay for it, you died. Human rights. After spending his teens at a variety of jobs, uh, printer, whiskey distiller, actor, boxer, Douglas became a Baptist minister and in 1930 took a job as a preacher at Cavalry Baptist Church in Weyburn, Saskatchewan. The rural blue-collar town was devastated by both a drought and the Great Depression. Even if families had the money for food, there was none left over for medicine. It reminded Douglas of his own near tragedy from childhood. I buried two young men in their 30s with young families who died because there was no doctor readily available and they hadn't the money to get proper care, he wrote. Douglas came to believe that medical care was a basic human right and should be available to everyone. In 1934, Douglas realized that he could no longer, sorry, that he could do no more for the poor in politics than he could at a small town church and joined the, what the fuck? Hold on. Let me reread that. Sorry. Again, I've got a lot big shadows cast on this and I'm tilting my head weirdly with the microphone. Sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm making excuses, but you know what the truth is? I just can't read. All right. Someone is whispering at my ear. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> In 1934, Douglas realized that he could do more for the poor in politics than he could at a small town church and joined the Cooperative Commonwealth Federation. So there you go. A big difference between he couldn't and could. Like Douglas, they advocated, turn the page, healthcare access. The party also agitated for social reforms to end the depression, including workers' compensation and unemployment insurance. 
Douglas ran on the CCF ticket for the Saskatchewan legislature in 1934 and lost. But in 1935, he won a seat at the National Legislature, the House of Commons. Wins and losses. Douglas served in the House for nine years, but never got the support he needed to institute health care on the national level. The CCF wasn't well regarded in mainstream Canadian politics. Their idea of tax-supported government-run medicine was too reminiscent of the com complete state control of the Soviet Union. But Douglas was no communist and had no interest in totalitarian government. He just wanted universal health care. Frustrated with the lack of progress at the national level, Douglas resigned from the House in 1944, returned to Saskatchewan, and tried to get his health care plan going on the provincial level. The voters were with him. In the 1944 election, the CCF won 47 of the 52 seats in the Saskatchewan legislature. And since Douglas was the head of the Saskatchewan CCF, the election landslide made him the premier governor at age 39. So funny too, because I know what a premier is, but everyone's but because it's an American book. It has to put governor in brackets at age 39. So election, yeah, won the election by landslide, uh, made him the premier governor at age 39. Now he'd have a chance to prove to the rest of Canada that his social welfare programs, especially universal healthcare, could succeed. Prescription for success. Douglas's entire plan for government uh, for governing was built around the idea of universal healthcare or Medicare. That's probably also for the U.S., 70% uh, of the 1944 budget was allocated to health, welfare, and education. That year, Douglas's government passed 72 social and economic reform laws, most of them directly or indirectly related to health care. <clears throat> Some bullet points. Douglas ordered the University of Saskatchewan to expand to include a medical school to create and train more doctors. Utilities, lumber, fisheries, and other corporations became state-run, generating substantial revenue to pay for health care. Douglas and his cabinet took a 28% pay cut. Retirees were immediately given free medical, hospital, and dental coverage. Treatment of cancer, tuberculosis, mental illness, and vulnerable, sorry, venereal diseases were made free to everyone in Saskatchewan. By 1947, Saskatchewan had one of the strongest economics in Canada. There you go. Healthcare's not bad. Yet Tory fucks. Um, sorry. <laughs> After just three years as premier, Douglas made the province financially stable enough to introduce universal hospitalization for all residents of Saskatchewan for an annual fee of $5. Free hospitalization and surgery were in place, but drugs and doctor visits were not. There just wasn't enough money. Still, the rest of Canada was beginning to see how well Douglas's program was working and warmed to the idea. When new Prime Minister John Diefenbaker, a conservative, was elected in 1958, he offered uh, matching federal funds to any province that st started a free hospitalization program. The following year, Saskatchewan had a budget surplus, and in 1959, after 15 years of work, Douglas was finally able to introduce complete universal health care to the province. Just the beginning. Seeing how well Saskatchewan did with health care, legislation began in 1961 to expand it to all of Canada. And by 1966, it was in place, paid for by the provincial and federal governments, each contributing 50%. His goal reached Douglas' return to national politics in the early 1960s. He led the new Democratic Party, known as the NDP, uh, a new version of the CCF, and held seats in the House of Commons off and on before retiring from politics in 1979. 
1988, he was elected to the Canadian Medical Hall of Fame. He's one of the few non-doctors honored, but without Douglas's efforts, the Canadian medical and social landscape would be far different today. So some other Tommy Douglas facts in 2000, sorry, in a 2004 poll conducted by the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, the CBC, Canadians were asked to name the greatest Canadian. Tommy Douglas was voted number one. There he goes. That's what I was telling you guys about earlier. I didn't read this article first, by the way. Uh, Douglas's daughter, Shirley Douglas was arrested. Okay. <laughs> That's like just a little bit of celebrity slamming. Uh, Douglas's daughter, Shirley Douglas was arrested in 1969 for ties to the black Panthers. Oh shit. She was from Wakanda. Um, they had helped Douglas organize a free breakfast program for African-American children living in poor sections of Los Angeles. So there you go. He's doing that shit. It's not for stuff that people, not even in his own country, uh, following her arrest, Tommy Douglas said, I'm proud that my daughter believes that hungry children should be fed, whether they are black Panthers or white Republicans. God, good for you. Actor Kiefer Sutherland is the grandson of Tommy. Okay. So I knew it. God damn it. See, I should have just read this. Should have saved all my info. I'm like, here's what I know. I don't often know things, but yeah, so this is all true. Okay, there you go. Actor Kiefer Sutherland is the grandson of Tommy Douglas. His mother is Shirley Douglas. Um, as a boy, Sutherland asked his grandfather what defined a Canadian. Douglas's response, the harsh winters and Medicare. So that's it, guys. That is the greatest Canadian, Tommy Douglas, taking care of everybody who cannot take care of themselves. A good, a good attitude to have. Uh, the running feed on these three pages, the year on a bottle of wine refers to when the grapes were picked, not when the wine was bottled. Hey, Hey, with me, with all my wine shit. And here's a little Q and a Q <laughs> what's special about the 1964 Olympics. A question that I have never asked, uh, answer. It was the last time performance enhancing drugs were legal. Oh, that's an interesting thing. And that my friends is uncle John's bathroom reader, portable press dot motherfucking com. Uncle John's bathroom readers. And that was from uh, Uncle John's curiously compelling bathroom reader. So uh, we got all sorts of fun shit like that. Guys, Absolute Comedy is my other sponsor. However, our contract is year to year. And it being January 2019, I'm going to have to renegotiate with that weather tech not knowing motherfucker. And uh, see where <laughs> I don't know why, why I swear so much. I'm so sorry. But I have to talk with Jay and go, hey, Jay, uh, Absolute Comedy. Let's keep, uh, let's, let's keep me saying that name on the podcast, but I will say this guys, my stupid face will be, uh, yelling jokes into a different microphone, uh, February 19th to 24th at absolute comedy, but there are great shows and there are great shows at every single absolute comedy location, Toronto, Kingston, and Ottawa all the time. So check out absolutecomedy.ca. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. <coughs> and we're back. I had to hold that cough until that stupid ad. That stupid ad. <laughs> Stop playing. All right. What else? Summersby guys, my partner's at Carlsberg, right? Bringing you the good stuff from all over the globe. 
Summersby is absolutely delicious. I stayed away from it this week, even though it is available on tap at Absolute Comedy. Uh, at all locations, you can get yourself some Carlsberg, or sorry, uh, Cronenberg. I apologize, Cronenberg. You can get your Cronenberg Blanc. You can get your Summersby. Oh my God, so many delicious, delicious beverages. I uh, brought a couple with me to Kingston this week, though I did not drink them. Um, ended up lugging them to Kingston. Just took them for a trip, you know, just taking the taking the little kids out for a ride. Take my, my, <laughs> my Summersby out of the fridge bring it around town, put it back when I'm done, you know, just a little, just a little, little car trip for the kiddos. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I did drink Cronenberg while I was at the club though, because, uh, it's really good. Apparently it is the number one beer. Okay. So here's a little bit of fact it's fucking imported. Okay. They don't make it here You know, take it and you're going to put a North America thing. No, it's that, that is a loyal European beer. It's not going to come over here, colonize, forget how to read, talk like a goddamn mongoloid. No, it stays pure. All right. And they imported all the way from France. So Cronenberg is France's number one beer. Number one, unquestionable, the reigning champ, undisputed, right? How many, how many fucking KOs? Like, I don't know. It's it number one, undisputed, bam, bam, Muhammad Ali of beers in France. And it is the number two beer in all of Europe. Huh? Not too shabby. It's a good fighting record. I would imagine, you know what? Hey, let's find out. Let's see if Siri, hey, Siri, what's the number one beer in Europe? I found something on the web about what's the number one beer in Europe. Check it out. Telling me to do it. So this is from 2016. The top one that came up is from 2016. Oh, let's go. Let's do 2017. Shit. Border hop and notice this website is a third party tool. Get the fuck out of here. Ah, so this looks like it's from 2016. Carlsberg, after a large business merge into this one. I'm just looking at number three, says Denmark. Oh, what is this? Uh, with a focus on traditional European dishes, influence current, blah, 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 blah. Walk into a Bar in America and order a beer without specifying a brand, and you can easily guess which of the three brewskis you might be handed. Yeah, Budweiser, Coors. But what happens if you do that on your next trip abroad? If you're drinking a beer in these countries, here are a few. Uh, see, that's just it's just suggesting ones. It's not what I want. All right, what is the number one? I don't want number. Yeah, number one might be subjective too. What is the number one beer in Europe? My guess is Heineken. The most popular beers in 11 European countries. I don't know if that's what I'm asking. Um, European countries ranked by beer. Nope. Alcohol belts of Europe. Nine best German beers. Cheapest beer in Europe. The top 10 biggest beer brands. That's, that's, and that's 2013. So let's, we have the top, the 10 best selling beers in the world from 2017. That might be as close as we can fucking get. So Corona Extra, uh, Brahma, Harbin, Heineken. These look, they're just in alphabetical order, it looks like. Yeah, see, Heineken was thinking, we finally break out of the AB InBev trend with our number seven beer, Heineken. You can find a Heineken just about anywhere in the world. All right, well, fuck it. Um, yep. Yeah, so it looks like I can't get you an answer on that one, guys. But, hey, if you can find it out and send it to me, I would love that. Contact at onemanpodcast.com. All right, so get your fucking, get your lips, you know, wrap them around a Summersby, and you got choices, right? Regular Summersby, 
Okay, apple cider, or you can go with the semi-dry if it's a little too sweet for you. Still the same delicious apple taste, half the sugar. Okay, or you can get yourself a nice blackberry Summersby, a nice watermelon Summersby, a nice pear Summersby, a nice red rhubarb Summersby. And if you're one of the lucky ones, you might still be able to get your hands on an elderflower lime Summersby. They have been discontinued here. Did you know they have a cranberry Summersby overseas? Where the fuck is that? <coughs> I would love to get me some of that. Or just wander on over to the old Cronenberg camp, huh? Regular Cronenberg beer, delicious, right? But aside from that, you got your Cronenberg Blanc, delicious, and the new super sexy Cronenberg Blanc, a Fruit Rouge. Did you say Fruit Rouge? I said Fruit Rouge. Fruit Rouge. That's fruits red or red fruit, if you're thinking it properly. Cool. So get your hands on that shit. And did I forget anybody? Did I forget anybody? I might have this week. Nope. Sure didn't. Ah, my partners at dk.com slash ca. Dorling Kindersley guys. Oh man, do I ever love them. I still have a bunch of books to go through before I get to bug my buddy Chris at DK for more. I absolutely love their stuff. And this week I am interested, <laughs> I am, uh, I'm reviewing a book called Insta style. I have been working on trying to be more social media present, but I just don't know anything about social media. What's interesting. What do people want to see? What do they care about? I also don't think anything I do is interesting at all. I had a few moments this week where I could have taken pictures of me with animals and stuff like that. I just didn't think to do it. I, <coughs> excuse me. I feel like all the books I'm reading, like, right, all the mindfulness stuff and whatnot is all about being in the moment, right? Seeing something, being present, don't disconnect from it. Don't put a phone in between you and the thing, right? So I'm I'm proud of myself for being more real and more present in, in instances, but uh, I know that... Um, I know that I need to be more active on social media for the comedy stuff and, you know, get you guys jazzed up for things that may or may not talk about on the podcast. So... This book, Insta Style, is all about Instagram. It says, curate your life, create stunning photos, elevate your Instagram influence. Um, by an Instagram influencer called uh, Tezza, or Tiza, T-E-Z-Z-A. -Z -Z um, her Instagram handle is at Tezza MP, I believe. I'm just going to find it again here because I just want to give her a proper shout out. Tezza MB. I don't know what the MB stands for. She never says it in this thing. But Tezza T-E-Z-Z-A-M-B is the, uh, the, the writer, curator, everything in this book. And this book is pretty friggin' cool. I gotta say, I was <clears throat> reading it at the con. I don't know why I'm also just getting, uh, mucusy in the back of my throat. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. Um, but, uh, it's a really, really cool book. It's, it's, it goes through the different types of sort of imagery and different kinds of accounts people have about creating, you know, a brand and how to use it for business. She discusses her interests and, and what got her into doing Instagram, why Instagram is the best platform for sharing yourself and who you are. Um, it goes into, um, the work ethic behind creating a good Instagram account, because it, it's not just like, Hey, just go and take pictures and whatever. It's like, no, no, you have to plan, plan something. It teaches you the language of Instagram, what all the different things mean, your feed, the hits, engagements, all that stuff. Um, talking about the different types of Instagram people out there. There's just beauty, family, fitness, interior design, uh, food, travel, fashion, lifestyle. Like there's a lot of different things going on at their stand up comedy or entertainment, right? That's not listed in here. That one, that one peeved me off a little bit. I was like, there's a whole industry that's entertainment, you know, or slash celebrity <clears throat> that you have not recognized. And, uh, you know, so she lost me a bit there, but she gained me back. So 
it talks about, you know, follower counts and things like that. It's not, not in great detail. So that I'm just saying to some people like, well, I don't give a fuck, but it's not really about that. I'm just saying they refer to it in terms of that's a thing. They talk about being authentic. They, she talks about being authentic, how to create your account, what to look for, how to create a good bio, everything from how to crop photos to the level, again, aiming for engagements, um, commit to being authentic is a thing that she was talking about. She actually will give you a mix too. So with some of these pictures, I was like, these are really nice pictures. There's no way she took these with a cell phone. So, you know, and then a few pages later, she actually has a whole section on smartphone versus DSLRs, right? So the advantages and disadvantages to both. And then she, re she actually makes a recommendation for a mixed approach. If you're going to do it, you can do a mix of both, you know, properly photographed images from SLRs. But then of course, when the, the cell phone is a good mix and how to do, you know, how to write pictures. Well, she, she talks about curating your, your Instagram account. So don't just post everything. Try to actually have some, some theme and try to try to pick what you're going to put there. She refers um, to, you know, getting different, um, like days of the week, having sort of like a, you know, what you post on a certain day of the week and things like that. She talks about, you know, uh, scoping out locations before you do shoots, plan for shoots, get inspired. You know, there, she refers to, um, one of the things, uh, Crystal used to do with, with all sorts of things from crafts to photography ideas, everything like that is just going on Pinterest. You know, she advocates getting inspiration, but to not copy, and that's huge. Um, so there's all sorts of different things. She said how to how to how to do stories, how to do uh, you know your your posts, how to favorite things. You know, like she said, she referred to she calls it her flow with the weekly thing. But then you got to find someone who's your photographer kind of thing. Like so, for her case, it's her husband. You know, when she's taking a picture just herself, she'll do that. But like all like I said, all the locations kind of she teaches you how to use props, how to. Uh, pose the pictures properly, how to do proper cropping and giving creative direction. Like if you are somebody, okay. And I do have to say this. I have a lot of you on my Instagram feed and your friends and I love you and you post pictures constantly. And there is, um, geez, <laughs> I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm also looking at just some of the stuff in front of me, just remembering all the different, there's so much in this book. Okay. So let me, <clears throat> like I said, she talks about different parts of the screen. So to look at a picture, like it's a grid and then see if you can hit certain things on the grid. Uh, she talks about lighting, posing, selfies, you know, editing, all the different things to look for. So I'm going to stop talking about this book in terms of what's in it right now. And I'm going to talk to a few of you that I know are listeners. Okay. You post <clears throat> constantly and there's nothing wrong with that. Here's the thing. Some of you take 57 pictures of your kid at one event, and then you put like nine of them together. The kid has barely moved in the different pictures and it's just, just post all of them. Oh, I took nine kids. Look at this. I'll post all of them. And then I'll scroll down. I'll see one or two more people's posts. And then it's another post of the same kid at the same place. Cause it's the same hallway that you're taking the pictures in. And it's another nine pictures, you know, of the kid. And I'm just like, okay, listen, so you have the time clearly, and you have the desire to take pictures. Nothing wrong with any of that. Okay. Here's the thing. You got no, uh, direction let's say, and I say this with love, there's zero judgment, but uh, maybe a little bit of judgment in terms of the thinking that you have no direction. But here's the thing. If you're just, just take snapping a bunch of pictures and you just throw them on Instagram. If you have the time to do that, why not pick up this book? 
and learn how to pose, you know, how to pose something properly, learn how to curate the best images from that, like, you know, 50 photo shoot that you just took, pick the best one, learn how to crop the image properly to, to bring it loose, learn how to play with some filters. You know, if you have a digital camera, learn how to, to set it up or maybe again, get inspired the next time you're just sitting around with the kiddo, you know? So I'm not saying this as a, hey, I fucking hate your pictures. What I'm saying is you clearly have a desire and a passion for it. Why not do the best that you can? And this book is exactly for that. You know, there's lots of comics who post great pictures. You know, they don't, they're not the best quality, but you can see that there's, you know, there's, there's a perspective to it. There's, there's composition. You know what I mean? Uh, Slade Ham, a good friend of mine. I haven't actually been able to spend as much time with Slade as of late as, as I'd like to, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, wow. I just whacked the fucking, sorry, the, the sneeze guard, the pop filter off the, the, the mic. Sorry. Uh, I don't get to see Slade as much as I'd like to, but Slade's Instagram and Facebook accounts are covered in beautiful, beautiful photography that this guy takes while he's traveling all over this planet. And, uh, and that's another thing that sort of inspired me as I'm like, Slade takes beautiful pictures. And I'm like, you know, I want to get more engaging on social media and I want my pictures to be of interest. So <clears throat> I'm not the greatest with cell phones. I don't really know how to use SLRs. So one of the things I think I'd like to do this year is to, like I said, increase my social media presence just in terms of every day. I have something I can share with you guys to show you. I love that you're there for the podcast, but it is just audio. None of you can see that I'm in my underpants right now you know, or boxers or boxer briefs. I don't know what they're called. I don't, I don't like tidy whities I don't wear those, but you know, there's no visuals and, and lucky for you in this case, but you know what? Sometimes I do get to see cool things and do fun things. And I'd love to, I'd love to be able to share that more with you guys. So, and of course, what's the right tool for the right job? All that stuff is in this book. So every one of you listening, if you're an Instagram person, a lot of you are out there walking your dogs and stuff. I see people who post just pictures of their dogs all the time, pictures of their kids, pictures of their work, whatever it is. Why not do the best job possible? This book Insta style is wicked, absolutely wicked. And it teaches you so much so much. Um, I, I saw it on DK's website. I had to have it because I knew it was going to be a book that's going to help me. It is going to help me. I can't wait to dive in and start applying these practices daily. It'll probably be a little bit before I get going. I need to, some, to merge some accounts too. That's another thing, but <clears throat> I, I, I can't, I can't, uh, can't, cannot recommend it enough. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I, I'm losing my mind too excited. It's a great book guys. Get it, read it, love it, apply it. You people who are posting 97 pictures of your kids every hour for the love of Christ, please get this book. You know, you've got the passion. You just, you just need a little bit of structure. Um, <laughs> you're finger painting out there. Okay. And I believe that you can create a fucking Picasso. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, instastyledk.com slash DA in Canada, dk.com in the States, or just uh, Google DK books, wherever you are in the world and, uh, and get yourself some great, great books. That's my sponsors, guys. It is time for a little touch and go action, which is what the priests call it. I, um, I've been trying to, to connect with my buddy, uh, Jimmy for a little bit. And, uh, as always, none of these people know that I'm going to call him. So I'm going to give Jim a quick ring. I don't think I've spoken to him yet on the, oops, that's my brother's number. Uh, eh, 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 eh. I almost called my brother. He's at my mom's house right now playing board games with her. So I know what my brother's up to and I'm going to try old Jim Balooney. See how he's doing. Maybe he'll be free for a couple of minutes. We'll see. Failing that, I might try uh, Mika and see how he's doing. My best buddies over the holiday season. <coughs> oh, 
this doesn't sound like it's going to happen. Ah, uh, disappointing. Well, your call has been forwarded. Yeah, that's not fun. All right, well, let's try Mika and see what he's up to. See if old Mika Reno is doing well. I got to find his number in my phone because I don't know it by heart. Do you guys have that? Where you just, you, you just tap the person's name. You don't really know what their phone number is. Saved in there and that's it. And then when you scroll through your recents, he might be getting ready for bed. But I do like this segment of touch and go. You never know if you're going to get somebody or not. <laughs> it's like, these are my two best friends in the entire world. You know, January 1st, I know everyone's off. <laughs> so you never know if you're going to get someone. Hi there, you've reached Mika. Oh, you've reached Mika. Did I, did I really reach you? Let's, uh, let's try one. You know what? I'm just gonna try my brother real quick. Uh, you know, we just can't I'll do a quick, quick one with him. I know he's playing games with my mom. My brother also sucks at answering the phone too. Like you never know if he's going to answer or not. So I'm, I'm going to go with, he's not going to answer. <laughs> I, I, I write down three names for touch and go guys every week just to see if I'm going to get a hold of someone or not. And, uh, or maybe 2019 is the year that I hit rock bottom and nobody wants to talk to me anymore. Here we go. Another voicemail. How you reached Aaron? <laughs> That's it. Should I go for a fourth? I'm going to try. I'm going to try one last person. One last person here. Touch and go. Cause I feel like I dropped you. So my bro my two best friends and my brother will not talk to me. Where the fuck? I don't think I've talked to her on the podcast yet. So, nope, that's not it. And there we go. Let's see if, uh, let's see if Tiff answers the phone. We've had not had Tiff on the podcast yet. I don't think so. Let's see if we can get Tiffany here. After four, I'm just giving up because this podcast can't turn into Josh calls people that don't answer. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> I think I got a, a voicemail again. Hi, thanks for calling. Soy weekend. <laughs> well, there you go, guys. No, <laughs> that's the touch and go this week. I feel like I'm being chased by a serial killer, and I'm that that scene where the the guy or the girl's banging doors. Please, someone let me in, and no one's answering. You know. Oh, someone's calling me back. There you go. Tiff's calling. All right, there we go. Hi, Tiff. Thanks for calling back. I was calling you with a touch and go segment of the one man podcast. So you are being hey. recorded right now. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Not too shabby. Thanks for calling back. I was just saying how I felt you were the fourth person I called and, and the fourth voicemail that I got. So I'm like, well, I guess it's just oh, one of those no. weeks where nobody wants to talk to me. <laughs> yeah. I think you called me last week too, but I missed your call. Yeah. It's, it's I busy. Said. I try to, I try to connect with people when I, uh, when I have a few minutes of downtime. So if I miss them, they'll often call me back when I'm at my busiest, not their fault, just, just the nature of, of communication sometimes, but Oh, Oh, and now Mika's calling me back to see, yeah, here's now I'm just going to get the cascades of calls. So <laughs> either way, too bad. You, you go, you call me back first. Just news you lose Meeks. This is exactly just so, just so he knows when he's listening to the podcast, that this is the moment Mika that you're calling me back and this is what's happening during it. Um, I, uh, I might text him afterwards. So how was uh, your holiday season? It was pretty good. We, yeah. uh, we went down to the in-laws and you know, that's always sort of a lot of people. So we just sort of, I kind of hide out. Oh yeah. <laughs> just too many people for my liking, but it was, uh, <laughs> it wasn't too bad. And then we, 
got home and I got a shipment of a whole bunch of new lights from Amazon. So that was awesome. Of new lights? Like for the house? Like smart lights? No, like, um, it's these like fake metal. Well, no metal. That's, That's not true. They're not fake metal, but, um, they're sort of like a fake cast iron, uh, geometric, Oh, um, okay. So like actual light fixtures, I'm thinking bulbs for some yeah. reason. I was thinking bulbs. You got all these new light bulbs. Well, cause everybody, no. everybody I talk to is always like, well, not everybody I talk to, but a lot of people I'm talking to are, are doing the whole home automation thing. So everybody, <clears throat> everybody's like, oh, oh yeah, I got these new smart bulbs. Like Crystal just got uh, an Alexa. And when I was over at her house, she's like, Alexa, tree off. And it's like the tree goes off. You know what I mean? Like everyone's, everyone's doing the smart home stuff. So I, I assume for some reason creepy. that's what you're doing. So, I just find the whole Alexa thing creepy. Like I just feel like it's such an invasion of privacy. A lot of people, a lot of, well, again, I say a lot of people, some people do. I know Bill Burr rants about how you just bugged your own house. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's listening to you all the time. Like the amount of comics I talked to in the last week that were like, I said like, okay, so I bought something on Amazon. I don't even remember what it was, but then every day for like a week afterwards, every ad on my computer was for those things on Amazon. I'm like, I just bought it. Do you know what I mean? Like I just, just bought that. Why do I need yeah. to buy another one? Right. Well, it's <clears> funny because <throat> my mom phoned me and she was like, did you do something on my computer? I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, we were just looking up this exact thing online and now it's all over my Facebook and you must've done something. I'm like, no, <clears throat> nope, that's just how else. it works. It's everything's yeah. listening to you now because like Ward Anderson did the same joke. Like he bought a toilet seat on Amazon and then all the ads on his computer and Facebook and everything were, were toilet seats on Amazon toilet seats. He's like, I just bought a toilet seat. I'm not collecting <laughs> them. I don't need several toilet seats. You know, my ass isn't so fat, become a closet order. but that's what it is. I'm like at, at that particular algorithm. I don't get, it's like, once you've bought it, you don't need to advertise it to me. Like, don't you know, you clearly know what my IP address is, but you can't figure that out that I've already purchased the product. Why are you still trying to sell me more of the same thing? <clears throat> Whereas some people have had conversations where they talk about something. They'll go, oh yeah, man, I need to get some more batteries or whatever. And then the next thing they know, they're on their computer and batteries are all the ads. And you're like, I didn't search anything. I said it, you know? Well, it's, it's creepy. And it's to the point where it's like, well, when is it going to be like, say I buy light fixtures? Mm-hmm. When are they going to like broadcast the fact that I bought light fixtures and because you're my friend, you should buy these light fixtures. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, how invasive is it going to be? Well, that's, and I think that's what it is. I think it's already at the point where it's invasive enough that it's listening to you, you know, and it's already advertising to you. But like, that's, that's what it is. It's like, it could be collecting whatever. I mean, at some point, if you read the 975 pages of, uh, you know, terms and conditions or whatever, that we just click agree on like somewhere in there. It's like, you're fine with us listening to your conversations and creating ad. And you know what the thing is too, I'm sure legally they have a way to word it so that it's not saying, Hey, we're listening in. It's like, do you give us permission to collect information and share it with our, like, you know, you see that one all the time. So do they count listening in and that shit to quote unquote collecting Information. Now Jimmy's calling me back too. Everyone had their chance. Everyone had their chance. <laughs> you won, Tiff. You're the first one in. Um, yeah. So you bought new light fixtures then? Yeah. They're yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. I but think it's ever- funny because when we bought them, because it's Amazon and like half the stuff ships, ships, ships 
internationally, right? Right, and then Amazon like uh, ship, like ships to Amazon. Amazon ships it, right? So have the um, like the little metal piece that goes into the light part mm-hmm. that holds on the the structure. Yeah, didn't line up. All the all the screw holes were screwed up and everything. So we had to go and buy these other pieces. I see. And like, which had a fit? And was like, don't fucking buy this shit. I'm like, just put them up, whatever. Like, <laughs> just get it done. That's it. I sort of phoned them, and I was like, you know, these don't, these don't line up, and we had to go buy these extra things. So I was like, okay, well, who's half your money back? I'm like, no. But I'm pretty good at getting half my money back half the time on Amazon. So. Yeah, no, you got to you got to take those companies and and so like there's something called drop shipping, which I don't really understand. I mean, I I think I kind of understand, but I don't really understand fully. Where it's like, like those those companies like Wish or whatever. Um, yeah, I've never ordered off them, but those ones like I guess drop shipping is like you have a company, but what happens is someone buys something off your website and then you buy it from the other company and you ship it to the person who bought it. So you don't actually own any inventory or a warehouse or anything. People are buying from you and then you buy something on their behalf, which is why they're like, oh, you may or may not get it. Like I think Wish is a drop shipment company. They have all this shit listed and then, you know, you buy it and send it like, like, have you ever noticed on Instagram or whatever? Like one of the things that I want to get this year is have you seen that posture strap or whatever? It looks like a bra that you put over your back and it's supposed to like correct your posture. Yeah. So I like the idea of that because I slouch and I know that I would be doing better not only at the gym, but just day to day and comfort and pains if I had better posture. So I'm like, I want to get one of those things. But you watch the video on Instagram and they're like, okay, you go to buy it. And then the product that's selling you actually has a different design. Like when you look at it, you're like, that's not the same thing that they just showed me in the video. Like it's same idea, but I'm like, but it's yeah. different. It's like, I'm like those straps. So there's like an X in the middle of the first one. And then in the back, you know, and then, then once you click on it to buy it, you're like, this one doesn't have an X in the back. It's like a straight line. I'm like, it's a completely different strap than what was in that video. And I feel like yeah, that's drop shipping too. Like someone's like, Hey, like, here's the video I found of it. But then here's the one we're actually trying to sell you. It's like a knockoff or something, but they don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I find a lot of times, like, you have to, you see something, especially on an ad that you really like, you have to, like, figure out who the source is from who's actually selling it. Because I've actually, and some things, I find that it's not even out yet. You know, they'll have knockoffs, but, like, it'll still be on, uh, I forget the name of that silly website, where it's like, oh, the Kickstarter stuff. Yeah. Like, they'll be like, oh, you know, buy this now. And I'm like, it's not even out yet, dude. It's still on Kickstarter. Like, yeah, and the Kickstarter it? stuff is legitimate. And then I feel like they're trying to get ahead of Kickstarter with the knockoff shit. That's why it's tough. <coughs> Excuse me. I've been coughing a lot this episode. Um, you came to mind. I just uh, <laughs> I just uh, did a, a review for a book called Insta Style about Instagram accounts and how to do like, a, you know, just everything top to bottom, how to make a great Instagram account, how to crop, all this shit and that. You came to mind. Now, you came to mind amongst other people because I said I've got a lot of friends in their feed who take a thousand pictures of their kids and there's like no direction to some of the photos. It's like, here's nine pictures of my kid. And you're like, this is the same picture. And he's slightly turning his head in each one. Like, <laughs> there's nothing to it. I'm, like, I'm not that bad. Oh, you are that bad. But, really? but here's the compliment that I'll pay you of all the baby pictures on Instagram. Okay. From all my friends who are having babies. Cause you're old fucking lunatics and you can't stop. Um, <laughs> is I find, I find, can I say his name? 
You don't care if anyone hears it? No, okay. Yeah. Of, of all the babies on Instagram, I do find Clark to be the cutest one. So he's his pictures. I do enjoy seeing his pictures and the little funny things he has going on. However, you are a goddamn lunatic and you take way too many pictures. <laughs> I want to see yeah, like, I want to see only the top five of the day. <laughs> you got in my head because last time you were like, oh, there's like one of Clark. I'm oh, sorry. Like one of Ava and then like six of Clark. And I felt like really guilty. And I'm like, I'm like, am I really being like that much of an asshole? Like, there's no way. Well, you're not being right? an asshole, like, but babies are more fun than the kids. You're like, oh, you're not new anymore. Like everyone likes the that. new car better than the old one. Right. So it's like, no, Hey, no, you're still because you are with that new car 24 seven. Right. 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 Where Ava, you're only with like after three and like she gets homework, has a bath. Well, and your fucking and, like, memory's full on your phone by the time she gets home with all the goddamn Clark pictures. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why do you think I have an eight gig phone? <laughs> right. No, but I was just going to say this book, Insta Style, it's, uh, it's, you know, I just gave it a big long review, but I really, really do believe that, that you could, could, could benefit from it. Cause like I said, your pictures are good. I like the stuff, but there's a lot of really cool tips on like how to, how to, um, how to crop photos, how to add filters, how to set them up. A lot of things to do to like find inspiration for just simple around the house shoots and stuff. So I thought that you could enjoy Cause like I said, I do enjoy seeing your pictures. I just want to see just the best ones. What a piece of shit I am to come on here and criticize your Instagram. But like I said, I'm, I, there's a lot of people who take nice pictures and I just don't give a shit about their Instagram feeds. But like I said, of all the babies that I, I see and, and trust me, I have other friends just like you nonstop baby pictures. There's nothing differentiating one photo from the next. You know what I mean? Like it's just oh, no. it's just a picture of a kid. His head's tilted one way. His head's tilted the other way. It's looking kind of up. It's got a hand raised and what? Like it's it's nothing different. You know? So yeah. So um, I'm just kind of like I don't know why we need to see all of those. My mom will do that. She'll take like 15 pictures of the dog sitting next to her on the couch, and then she'll send me all of them. And he looks almost the same in every one of them. The only thing that's different is her hand is either higher or lower holding the phone. See, the only so person I do that to is my mom because <coughs> she, I've noticed like with Instagram and Facebook and I, like everybody might know this, but I didn't know this for the longest time is that if you in any way alter the original picture, if you're like, my parents will want to blow it up and put it into a frame. Who does that anymore? God only knows. But if you want to put it in the frame, you can't blow it up if it's been altered at all. So I always like send my mom a whole bunch of, like unedited pictures with like slight tweaks because she's freaking picky and I'll be like decide what you want and print them off because I'm going to edit the crap out of them right right well yeah that's that's what I would say in, in, in this book too they refer to the difference between shooting with your cell phone and uh, getting an SLR so <clears throat> maybe you need an SLR so that you can take pictures of Clark and use, you know, put them on the computer, email your mom the high res ones but then you can still crop them for your Instagram either way I'm not trying to tell you what to do I'm no. just, I'm just saying I do appreciate, uh, the pictures of Clark. I just think you could, I was saying how I, I got friends who are basically out there just finger painting. And I believe you guys have the, the, the potential of making a nice Picasso, <laughs> but you're just out there finger painting like crazy. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I just, like I said, he's a, he's a very good subject for your pictures. So he's, he's very cute. He's very photogenic. Um, but, you know what uh, it is though? It's cause he looks like boss baby. Does he? Yeah, that's I watched the video of him getting all excited for Boss Baby. But he does. He's like, it's his favorite show. Yeah, I think he thinks it's him. I'm just like Clark. Would you just? <laughs> <laughs> he's so excited. Alrighty. Like, he's... Go ahead. Go ahead. I've never met like he. He's not one yet. He'll be one on the stick. Oh but yeah. 
I've never met a kid like at his age who's so independent and has such an anger issue. Like he'll try to put on like his own shirt already. Okay. And then he'll sit there and he'll get mad because he can't figure out which one's the armhole and he can't open the shirt up or open it up because he doesn't have the dexterity to right. put it over his head. That's hilarious. But if you try to help him, he like loses his shit and it's like fists of rage and like screaming. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like I, you can't really get upset with it because it's like he just, he can't talk and he's just feeling the way he's feeling. Right. Right. But I'm like, Oh my God. Like, if I don't play this right, he can become a little ass real quick. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Well, I like the picture. Show show more of those videos then. I'd love to see the videos of him losing his shirt, trying to put on his losing, losing his shit, trying to put on his shirt. That'd be hilarious. And get book, (laughs) get Insta style. It's going to, you're going to love it. It's a really, really, really good book. Very, again, as I always DK super visual, right? So there's all these image like examples. It teaches you how to crop everything, these sight lines in the actual image and how to line shit. It's it's really cool. It's really cool. I think you'll like it a lot. Tell Rich to go get it for you. Because I'm like, I'm crop retarded. I just don't know how to do it. <laughs> well, it's it's cool. It shows you how to sort of like look at an image and they go, make sure you crop either above or below this part, above or below that part. And, and it shows you the differences, like what it looks like cropped different ways. So when she just talks about, you know, being, anyways, whatever. I, uh, I appreciate Very your cool. time and chatting with you. I hope you're doing well. You too. I hope you had like a great Christmas and New Year's and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure I'll hear all about it on the podcast. So I'm not going to. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. A whole bunch of questions and answers. Well, and I'll reach out. I'll reach out to you too. Like I, I, uh, I try to. I'm gonna have to call Jimmy and Mika back off uh, when the podcast is over, just to tell them why I'm not responding to them right now. They're like, you. Both of them have called me back and said, like, uh, you rang, you called, what's up? And like, and just I'm ignoring them. Right, I can't text and talk. But uh, I will chat with you soon, my friend. Happy New Year. I'll uh, I'll reach Thank out. Feel you. free to send me an email. Let me know what your 2019 goals were or your highlights of 2018 or whatever you want. It's been the same for the last seven years, Josh. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I don't know what they are. I could be wrong. But anyways, I hope you have a wonderful 2019 and I'll chat with you again soon. Okay, pal? All right. Thanks, Josh. All right. Hey, thank you. Talk soon, Tiff. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Ah, another touch and go. Ah, huh? another touch and go. And you know what's funny? Like I said, my brother's garbage at this. Um, both Meek and Jimmy have tried to return my phone calls and text me. My brother has done neither. Um <laughs> just because he's garbage at the phone. He doesn't look at his phone. So yeah, there we go, guys. This week coming up, what do I got? Well, I'm going to try to see if I can make it to go see Spider-Man enter the Spider-Verse. Simon has been ranting and raving about that, saying how great of a movie that is. So I'm trying to make a 10 o'clock show with him this evening. We'll see if that uh, gets to happen. Um, tomorrow I'm doing the gym with my buddy Peter. You know, we're going to find out when that happens. He's working late. He won't get up till late in the afternoon. And I know late in the afternoon, I don't feel like going to the gym. So hopefully that'll happen. But I'm going to try to get back to Ubering this week. I got all my stupid bullshit Uber paperwork stuff figured out. Got some LCBO promos coming up this weekend. And that's it. The rest of the week is very, very quiet. So I'm going to try to make money, you know, uh, write comedy, do some spots, all that fun shit. Looking forward to it. Guys, if you want to tell me what's going on with you, said me. An email to, for like the fifth time in this episode, contact at onemanpodcast.com. I would love to hear from you. Thank you to my sponsors, portablepress.com, absolutecomedy.ca, summersbndk.com slash ca. Really appreciate all my sponsors, guys. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, One Man Podcast. You will find me. I've been uploading old episodes to YouTube. 
Another thing I did while I was in Kingston, because uh, I had a bunch of like copyright bullshit or whatever, I can tell you more about that sometime if you're interested. But um, I have to, uh, because of the music and the episodes, um, and not the new music, because I'm nowhere near, I'm still like, I think I just uploaded like episode number 41, but because of the monkey junk intro and everything like that, um, it's all like, oh, your monetization is, you know, it's going to go to the music company, not you. I'm like, okay, so I play 15 seconds of their music and then talk for two hours and they're going to get the money for the content. Bullshit. I'll share it, but I'm not just giving away. So I stopped uploading for a long time because of that. And then they finally like approved one of my copyright claims. So I still have to submit one for every goddamn episode, but, um, uh, whatever, something I'm working on. You will still find shit on YouTube there. Um, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Well, those are going to get good at some point, but check them out. You'll see little extra things that I post on there that I don't have in the podcast. And of course, subscribe guys, iTunes, Spotify, Google play music, one man podcast is available on all of them. It is free. If you're listening to this on Facebook, Twitter, or some other medium, um, just subscribe. It's a really big deal. I, it means a lot to me. And, uh, you know, give it five stars and leave a review. Take two minutes. You only have to do it once every, you don't have to do it for every episode. Just go on there and Hey, five stars, you know, and just a little tiny review. Hey, hi, Josh. That's it. That's it. Hi, Josh. You're the best, you know, or, or you're, you're, uh, you know, top 100. I don't care. Just, uh, just something that, that gets this, the podcast a little bit more, um, attention. I appreciate that. And I appreciate every single one of you guys. It's 2019 for me. It is the first of January day one. The day feels great. A little productive, got the podcast out. So you guys are listening this January 2nd, first day back to work for a lot of you. Some of you had to work today, you know, and hats off to you heroes. Some of you work new year's Eve. Some of you work today, new year's day hats off. Like I said to you heroes, um, hope all of you are well. Kamar just got home, you know, not well, not long before I started the podcast. He had to work today. Everyone's working, you know, anyways, you guys are the best. Keep doing what you do. I look forward to hearing from you to all my, my friends uh, all over the world that I have not met yet. I wish you guys the absolute best 2019, unless you're in China, in which case you're like in the five thousands or something. I have no idea what year it is for you guys. And new year's was like, you know, the middle of the summer or something. I don't know when Chinese new year is. Hey Siri, when is Chinese new year? Chinese New Year is on Tuesday, February 5th, 2019. All right. Well, it's not that far off. I'm still plugged into my phone too. So she answered right in here instead of audibly. So there you go, guys. Uh, you know, we just, we just, we're going to finish celebrating this new year. By the time it wears off, we're going to get all fucking geared up for Chinese New Year. Right? So there you go. I don't know. I hope you guys have a great year. Can't wait to hear from you. Can't wait to hear what you got going on. Goals for this year fucking you know successes and failures from last whatever the fuck you want to talk about hit me up you know what it is i won't tell you again until next week hope you guys absolutely crush it when everyone you thought you knew deserts your fight i'll go with you you're facing down a dark hall I'll grab my light And go with you I'll 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 go with you Surrounded and Up against the wall I'll shred them all